Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode. Yes, I'm not tired, clearly. I'm just, you know, as much as my voice is not full, it's hollow. I don't understand myself. <laughs> I don't understand my voice sometimes. Anyways, okay, this is better. Hope you're doing well. Um, this episode is going to be about guilt. You've already seen the topic anyways, so we're talking about guilt. Um, why is guilt a thing? Because we... Um, guilt tends to paralyze right like when you feel guilt about like when you feel bad about anything you know it tends to paralyze it's hard to move past it right so i'm going to just talk about guilt first of all starting 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 with a definition of so a stutter uh stutter catastrophe (laughs) i'll start with the definition of guilt and then i will go into um kind of quotes that kind of help like quotes that would help and that I would use to break down um, why we should, you know, learn to forgive ourselves. And now this is guilt, you know, like personal guilt, not like guilt for when you do something wrong. But anyways, I'll start the definition. So the Cambridge Dictionary, yes, <laughs> defines guilt as a feeling of worry or unhappiness that you have because you have done something wrong, such as causing harm to another person. Right, so um there are two kinds of guilt right there's like uh, there's how how, how, i don't know the terms to use but there's real guilt as per you actually did something and you should you should feel guilty you know and then there's fake guilt where you didn't do anything and either the person made you feel like you had actually done something wrong or you just internalized that oh you had done something wrong right so there are those three types of guilt you know so for example mommy guilt it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong it's just the constant fear and worry that you might be doing something wrong that's hurting your child or your or yourself you know so so that's like the second type of guilt the first type of guilt is like you stepped on someone's toes and person is like ow you stepped on my toes and you may be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was an accident, you know. Good. So, guilt um, is is like I feel like the role of guilt is to pay is to bring our attention to something that's going on, and when we pay attention to it, we um, either we change our ways, right? So when it is of the first type in which we actually did do something to hurt someone else, you know, we we realize that okay. And you may even realize that it is a pattern that maybe we keep doing this thing. Maybe so, for example, something simple it could be uh, you keep cutting people off when you're having conversations, and then someone brings it up and it's like, dude, why are you always cutting me off? You know. And then if a couple of people bring it up, you now realize that ah, this is a it's a thing, and then you now begin to make conscious efforts to change. Well, obviously, this podcast is for people that want to change their lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that if they tell you that you're doing something wrong and you, and you introspect and you realize that you've actually been doing that thing that you're being accused of, you would change. So yeah. Then the the first type, well, sorry, the second type in which it's like you internalize um, the feelings of guilt. Um, that can come from a lot of places. You know, come from your childhood, the kind of people that you spend your time with who could have made you feel bad about being yourself. So for example, if you grew up in a place where every time you spoke, everybody told you to shut up or they were calling you stupid or whatnot. You know, if you ever if you try to speak up in the future, 
you would automatically feel guilt because it takes you back to that place. Um, I, I was watching this show yesterday, Ellie's Finest. Now, I don't know if this is a true fact or if this is a made-up thing. Um, but they said, um, one of the characters said that the, um, the reason why um, PTSD is a thing is because there's a part of our brain that cannot distinguish between present and past. So, which is why when we are placed, when um, we encounter situations similar to what caused us trauma in the past, we are automatically thrown back into that traumatic event. Which is why you have to now retrain your brain to realize that nope, I'm not there, you know, it happened in the past. And then that's how you have to work towards building new memories and programming your brain basically to not keep on um, throwing you back to that place. Okay. So I'm going to go right into the quotes so that I don't take too much of your time. So the first one is guilt is the worst demon to bear strangling you from the inside of your body apologize make amends let go breathe free and this reminds me of um green leaf so in it's a show um it's an opera network it's on netflix um so the matriarch of the family of the green leaf family she had been living with um a guilty conscience for years because she had cheated on her husband and one of her children did not belong to her husband and instead of her to just handle it she was being a whole like she was being very very secretive like it was taking a lot of effort and then the worst part was that she was being very hard on the daughter and the girl was like ah uh-uh. when she now found out she was like are you serious like this is why you have been acting like i'm still your child for god's sakes like you know what i mean like guilt ends up making you manifest in strange ways because instead of you just deal with things yourself and move on you end up creating you end up becoming this monster trying to keep your like keep your secrets basically and just keep things in a particular way and it takes a lot of effort honestly like it does take a lot of effort to do that so you know if you've wronged anybody just apologize and let it go like i don't know i feel like partly because of the fact that a lot of our parents you know found it very hard to apologize to us we intern inter- internalize that so in as much as you know when you're younger you guys fight you guys you know like if siblings fight and they'll be like apologize to your brother apologize to your sister you know that one was surface apology obviously because you knew that you were not sorry that you kicked her <laughs> so you know that you're just saying it because your parents are there and they're like saying apologize and you know so it it's it becomes like well hopefully we we, we, we break it in our own generation so that it doesn't become a, a trail you know, in which within which um in which we continue that cycle of not apologizing, right? So a- apologizing it's initially when you start doing it, it will be doing you somehow to be pinching your chest. But over time you'll be able to do it without all that um heaviness. And you realize that it doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't make you a chump, it doesn't make you a sucker. It makes you a considerate person. Like if if I tell somebody this is how you're hurting me and the person cannot even start with oh I'm sorry before they start explaining themselves I'm just like nah forget it you know what I mean I've done things that I need forgiveness from uh, forgiveness yeah for, from, I've got, I need forgiveness for sorry English <laughs> I need forgiveness for and I've had to ask for forgiveness so I've done some really you know bad things I know some some people that know me they have a hell of an angel doing bad. I'm like, please don't let me start. I've done bad things. Okay, we've all done bad things. Let's be real. So, 
I've done things that you know I had to apologize for. You know, some things you know it's more like because the person's feelings were hurt, not necessarily that. You know, and once again, if you hurt someone's feelings, do apologize intentionally or unintentionally. Like it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't take anything away from you when you're when you apologize for you know doing something really really bad. Honestly, you do feel really guilty. You feel bad because you you don't expect yourself to be able to have done such a thing. So when you do that, you're like, wow, I'm not a good person. Now, when you have that moment, it's it's a moment to learn. It's not a moment to begin to wallow and begin to be like, oh, I'm not a good person. And then maybe you want to now lean into your evil. No, this is not a cartoon. You're not becoming a an anti-hero you know so please let's let us be real um it, it's tempting to wallow to really feel bad like you know if, if you generally thought of yourself as a good person and you did something that you're like oh my god you know i cannot i can't believe i did this you know somebody cannot forgive me for this kind of thing but i remember i've done something to someone maybe you just did something that is really really bad and you just yeah ashamed of yourself because they're like, oh my god, if people find out, they won't love me anymore, they won't accept me. And it matter is that people who love you will love you, no matter what. Honestly, I've experienced that personally. People who love you, no matter what, like, I don't have secrets. There's, like, it's not like I tell everybody everything, but I don't have secrets as per at least one person knows things. Like, everybody knows, maybe some people don't know everything, but everything about me is out there in the world you know so and I, I realized that man when somebody loves you they love you like they will accept you as is fine they may insult you <laughs> which is annoying because they're like i get it i was stupid but at the end of the day they'll still love you they try not to judge you and you know yeah so try it um, i recommend it i definitely recommend um, sharing um that's when you really begin to know how you know and obviously if you know you don't have good friends then please go and find good friends you know sorry this is just an aside and it's going to be a mini rant but i see in the news on social media like oh don't go into business with your friends or don't borrow them don't borrow money to your friends family you you didn't get to choose them so i understand if like you know if you had a very shitty experience with your family members why you would say why you advise everybody not to you know do anything with family that's fine friends you get to choose them so i don't understand why you be friends with shitty people or people that will be like oh if my friend tells me something about one of my about, about my boyfriend or something i won't believe them what kind of friends are you having like if you don't have a friend that you can trust that when they tell you something you know that this person is not just is not you know lying to me uh-uh. anyways this is just please if you know that you cannot trust your friends go and get new friends and if the problem is that you have trust issues then I recommend therapy, you know. Like, seriously, because you have to have people that you can't trust around you. That's just the truth. If you don't, you're going to be so paranoid all the time. And paranoia is not good for you. It really isn't. It's a lot of brain stress, you know. So that was just my two cents on that. Moving on. <laughs> um, this one is deep. And this is for people that, you know, may have parent issues and... You know, the Lord strengthen you and heal you. You are not responsible for your mother's happiness, and you never were. 
you know for once, like once again this is you know the second type of guilt in which you, you do not actually do anything you know when people are putting unrealistic expectations on you so for example this one could be mother to child there's also between spouses in which you are expecting the other person to be responsible for your happiness and when you're not happy you are blaming it on the person like the person is not doing something that's why you're not happy you know part of you know i was i was you know singleness i've been single for a very long time um at some point i've been single for, i was single for like over seven years at this stretch and um what's and i say single i mean single not dating not talking to any person in any form of romance just straight up single okay no then that's case i'll say is uh six years mm, almost six years and then after that, some some more bouts of singleness. Anyways, point is, I've, I have a lot of singleness experience. And what I have to say about being single is you get to really know yourself. And I, I guess, I don't want to use myself as an example for everybody. Just because I, I first of all, I used to be really shy. So I, I already got used to my own company early on in life. And I was already, you know, pretty used to myself. And I liked myself. But being single... Um, highlights your issues you realize what your issues are and you know they say that marriage is a mirror as well so cool but you know if you're single singleness is also a mirror it's not it's not until you get married that you have that mirror you know singleness is also a mirror you get to realize your flaws realize you know um stuff you're going through i feel i believe that every stage you you definitely learn different things about yourself so when you're single you learn about yourself when you're married you learn about yourself in relationship with someone else you know or even when you're, when you're just dating, you, you learn about yourself in relation to... You learn, you learn about, okay, the kind of people that you can get along with easily and well. The kind of people that you can't. You learn um, that you are... You learn your attachment style. Because that's when you realize, oh, I'm actually avoidant. You know? Or, oh, I'm actually... I actually have a healthy attachment style. You know? That's when you're now going to realize, oh, I may be codependent. You know? So those things come with like when you're in a relationship or when you're married and it is not a relationship talk i just thought to point that out that you know yeah at every stage there are different mirrors you know but when you're single you definitely get to um you know about yourself and learn about yourself and everything and you know part of that is knowing what makes you happy so for example if something that always works for me um when i'm angry or in a bad mood or someone just said something to me that i'm like okay (laughs) you know yeah that <laughs> sorry for people that start startled by those sounds that's my grunting angry sounds you know i'll be like i want to tear your head off kind of you know but i cannot because i don't have the strength and you know christians you cannot murder and all that kind of stuff and you know it's murder is illegal so you know and also, if we all went around killing people, I mean, how many people left on the earth? Like two, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> yeah, let's be real. So when you know when that happens, or when I have a bad day, or you know, if, if I'm just moody, you know, PMS and whatnot. Um, one thing that always works for me is um comedies. So I I always watch comedy shows, always, always. And by that I don't mean um, stand up. I mean like comedy series. You know, Friends, How I Met Your Mother, um, Frasier. Seinfeld, you know, those kind of things. They always cheer me up. I may not be laughing while I'm watching them, but over time, you know, I eventually get cheered up. 
um and sometimes i just need to be by myself for like one day two days just watching the shows and stuff you know but then i realized that okay hello yeah christian i meant to involve god in this issue i said okay fine what i'm going to do is that i will pray first and then i'll watch my shows agreed so that's that, that's that's actually what i do and then if it's that i'm out and i can't afford to watch the shows then i just keep praying until talking to god like god this person has really upset me you know and all that stuff and then you know, i'm an advocate for crying because crying is stress relief you know when you cry you release all the stress in you and everything and sometimes i just feel like you know pressure builds when you experience a lot of things that you don't like and you keep it all in you know it builds it builds and instead of it to explode and you know say some horrible things to people cry watch a show go for a walk exercise just do something to just let off some steam something healthy let off some steam then and that is enough to determine if you want to have a talk about whatever it is you're going through whether with the person whether with the therapist whether with the friend you know just to kind of ease everything off and I'm talking a lot about a lot of different things, but I'm just I'm just talking about you know in this case now from this quote you know happiness. It's but any of the days that's the point is the whole gist of what I'm saying is that we are responsible for our own happiness. You know. So yeah, obviously when you're in any relationship, you definitely say things. When you're in a good relationship in which you are happy, you definitely say, "Oh, he makes me happy. She makes me happy." Yeah, because if you're like, "Oh, he makes me so angry," why are you with the person? Like you know what I mean. The person will definitely make you happy, but it's not that. I don't know how to explain it, Sha, but you are you are already happy on your own. Then the person is all happy on their own. Then you guys come together, and you guys will be ha- now be happy together. That's how I see it. Okay, I think we have time for one more quote, and then I'll end it. Ooh, I want to do two though. There are these two that are like so. Bum- okay, I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna try to be quick with these ones. So this first one. Forgiving yourself is as important as forgiving others. Guilt is toxic. Relieving the mistake over and over. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. Okay, I think we're, I've already kind of talked about talked about this a little bit before. You gotta forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for, um, you know, the bad. Like we're, we're human beings. You know, I feel like sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal. Sometimes we put other people on a pedestal. Like sometimes we put our parents, we put pastors, we put teachers. <laughs> We put like people in authority, put them on pedestal, and we expect better from them, and we forget that they're also human, right? Other times we put ourselves on a pedestal because we think, oh, I'm so good. Because when you begin to compare yourself with people that you thought were supposed to be good and they're not, it's easy for you to begin to be like, I'm better than this person. I mean, I don't do this, I don't lie, da da da. You know, oh, I don't steal, I don't, I don't cheat. You know, I don't whatever. You know. You're like oh then it's it's a subconscious thing you start beginning to feed your ego and you're like oh, i'm good i'm better than this person then when you do something you know all those things begin to come and stand as a witness against you and you're like oh wow you know after all this i'm not actually not a good person and you know it can weigh on you so once again remove that weight off of you nobody's perfect nobody is even close to being perfect even this way they call saints they still have their their sinful moments you know um everybody's work is different everybody's struggles are different everybody gets convicted of different things at different times you know so for example something that would have been that you'd have been okay doing five years ago probably now god will be like you know hello what are you doing you know you it's, it's a growing process it's a growing process you know so that's that's it so for i'll, I'll give an example of, some, of something that changes or something that changed in my life so before 
Uh, this will be years ago, maybe in university, like in the first year. And once again, this is my own personal experience. I'm not saying that, and I'm not trying to convict anybody. This is, I'm just giving a personal example. Um, I used to watch, no, I used to read like romance books. And you know, if you read like all those Victorian books, like you know, 18th century, 19th century, they had a lot of sex scenes and people that don't read them were like, yeah. so okay, I, I got introduced to them in. Like SS3 or so, so but I, I continued reading them, and you know, obviously, it would definitely bring up feelings of lust and whatnot. And you know, it would, you know, and I was just like, oh, you know, but I just loved reading them, you know, until one time at Harvard, I, I, I went for this um, church retreat and I got convicted, you know, because it's like, girl, sister, you need to stop. And the thing is, I was, I was even buying hard copies of them literally when I came back, I packed all of them. I used to drop them at the library. I couldn't throw them. I'm sorry. I, I can't throw away books like I, unless it has mold or so I can't although, unless it was school books. <laughs> but like I can't I can't throw it. I can't throw them away. So I I put that to the library, public library. You know I I I just you know it was that the conviction was just that, that strong for me. Now somebody else can be reading the books and person is fine. You know, but for me it wasn't fine. But that it was fine before, but then suddenly it was like so. That's a point I'm talking about growth, and and then I realized that okay, I've, you know, I started getting loose, loose again, watching a lot of just like, you know, oh, you know, as per you're over eighteen now, so anything that you want to watch, you'll be watching. In fact, because I'll <sighs> tongue twisters, I was in university. I got into university at the age of fifteen. So if I was to wait, and then I mean internet. You know, I had, I had access to internet, so movies that were rated 18 that if you go to the cinema, I probably wouldn't have been able to watch. I was able to watch at home because of the internet. You know, so the same the same thing applied. Basically, I had to you know begin to really um, watch myself and you know not be watching those kind of movies. I can like if if I go to the cinema, I can watch it with people. You know, that's fine. Like I can watch it like if I'm watching it with people, even at home, I like watching it with people. You know, but watching it alone, that's when all the thoughts. Because when you people, you can use to crack stupid jokes and all that stuff. And this, this, the memories don't really stick in my, my head. But when I watched it alone, it definitely let my mind run wild. So I had to, you know, curb, curb, curb um, all that. Um, that's not so that I, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I still, you know, once in a while watch those kinds of movies. But um, not as often. And I, I don't read those books and, like, anymore. So it's a, it's, a, it's a growth process. Like everybody gets convicted of different things at different times. You know, which is why I honestly really try not to judge people. I really do because you don't know what you know their own conviction is about a thing. For them, they are they are fine with it. They are at peace with it. You are the one that is feeling somehow on their behalf. You know, it doesn't mean that obviously as Christians, you know, we are brothers keeper doesn't mean that if it's something that is general and obvious you should not point out and be like okay the bible clearly says this you know what you're doing is contrary but i'm talking about like things that are more of a personal kind of thing personal values levels i feel like if if it's your friend yeah you can talk about it but it's better the stranger you won't even know what the person is struggling with that's the truth so what are you gonna do just go up to them and start start talking about what you do and what you don't do exactly so that's that and the last one it is easier to let go of someone's opinion when you understand that people see you through a combination 
of their past conditioning plus their current emotion. Without realizing it, they see themselves first and through that lens, they get an unclear picture of you. I'll read again. It is easier to let go of someone's opinion when you understand that people see you through a combination of their past conditioning plus their current emotion. Without realizing it, they see themselves first and through that lens, they get an unclear picture of you. Basically, this is talking about the guilt associated with you feeling like you're falling short of people's expectations of you. People give advice. I think I've also said it on this podcast before. People give advice not based on who you are. They often give advice based on who they are and what they will do in your situation. Doesn't mean that your advice is bad. It just means that you can't take everyone's advice. Everyone will give you completely different pieces of advice. Even I, like when I when I heard that, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, hmm very true because i'm a risk averse person by nature i'm trying to get more risky shot because you know i'm too young to already be risk averse <laughs> you know so I, I i thought about it and i was like it's very true because if you ask but the thing is it's funny Sha. I, I i advise people to take risks if it makes sense but i don't really i don't take that advice <laughs> so actually i think I, I actually support people like just being themselves going out there taking the deep dive and the plunge and all the other metaphors for you know going for it and yeah i think that that's honestly the best i think you should always go for what we want as long as it makes us happy and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else i think that you know to go for what makes us happy um the last thing I want to say about guilt is from a Christian perspective, um, a lot of Christians suffered or s- suffered and some still suffer from you know, guilt and shame. Um, you know, when you realize that you're, you, you're a sinner and that you, you continue to sin on a daily basis, especially if you're struggling with this sin, it's easy to get discouraged and feel like, oh God, can I ever get over it and of course the devil is right there being like oh just give up just give in you know and just be like there's no point you can never do it and you know the thoughts will just be in your head and sometimes it just makes you really weak it's like based on the evidence so far it really does look like i cannot do it now so maybe i should just give up you know but we encourage at the end of the day um the bible says okay i'm not going to go i'm not going to go all cliche on but um, you know, God's grace is sufficient. God will continue to forgive you as long as you, you can't tell. As long as you are trying to quit. As long mm-hmm. as you know, yeah, you are definitely trying. You are putting up, you know, healthy boundaries. Yeah, you know, you're praying about it and everything. Eventually, you will overcome. And it may take a long time, and that's that's okay. That's okay. As long as you are trying, you know. There's a verse in Psalm. Um, that says the righteous man falls seven times but he gets back up each time you know so you're not righteous because you never fall everybody falls every single person which is why you know as much as pastors are pastors i i have learned how to not rate them like you know what i mean so i I know that they are human beings as well and everything 
so and they will also sin so there's no need to be disappointed in them they are human beings all right okay we've reached the end of another episode thank you so much for coming on this journey with me make sure to listen as you listen share please please rate rate my show my podcast rates it on apple Podcasts. please and thanks you know the more ratings i get the more people get get to see it and you know get to listen so please and please if you have not rated it kindly do so on apple Podcasts. thank you very much until next time uh, let's keep trying to live our best lives bye